Thy word is a lamp unto my feet, and a light unto my path. This is Gary Neron welcoming you to the Lamp and Light broadcast, coming to you from the studios of Central Baptist Church in beautiful Ocala, Florida. Lamp and Light is a ministry taking a book of the Bible verse by verse, teaching as it is to men as they are, without compromise or apology, speaking the truth in love, and our purpose is to give the lamp and light to all. Last week in our study of Hebrews chapter 11, we were talking about the faith of Joseph through all the years of his captivity in Egypt. Let's continue with that thought today. Now, here is our teacher and pastor, Dr. Andy Bloom. Do you realize that in Romans chapter 12, verse 1, where he says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. That word service has the idea of worship in it. Now think about that. Your bodies being holy and acceptable, a living sacrifice. And you say, what is a living sacrifice? It almost sounds like a contradiction of terms. A living sacrifice, since we think of the ox in a sacrifice, the living sacrifice is not dying on an altar, but rather the ox is given to the plow. And he pulls the plow, he, he pulls the yoke, and he's in that yoke at the master's demand, at the master's direction, and he does the work of the master. Well, in the like manner, our bodies are living sacrifices, wholly acceptable to God. We are doing the bidding of our master that he gives us through his precious book, the Bible. And so the word of God is a lamp unto our feet. It is a light unto our path that we might be living sacrifices unto God. Now, he lived, that is, Jacob lived by faith. But here we see Jacob dying in faith. Now, good parents aren't necessarily perfect, but they do teach and point their children to God, to the Lord Jesus Christ. And that takes us to verse 22. Now, verses 20 and 21 show these men at the end of their life. And so, too, verse 22 with Joseph. By faith, Joseph. Now, he's not talking about his children here. He is a father. And it was his children in the previous verse that were already blessed. He didn't have to repeat the blessing. However, it says, By faith, Joseph, when he died, made mention of the departing of the children of Israel and gave commandment concerning his bones. And that's pretty clear. This departing would not be for 400 years. And that prophecy had been given to Abraham from God concerning his own body. And so here is a promise that is carried out, that had been made years, many years, ahead of time. Joseph commands knowing the sureness of God's promises. His life had proven that when our faith endures in the promises of God, God proves himself faithful. 
Oh, Joseph truly is a leader. Now, he had a faith in a dream that he would one day see his family bow to him. He sent on a mission by his father to check on his brethren. His brethren speak of killing him, and they eventually sell him into slavery. He does good to his master Potiphar in Egypt. But again, Joseph is unjustly accused and spends 13 years in prison, his feet hurt with fetters. And he gains the second highest position in Egypt with much land and riches. Now, Joseph knew the story of Abraham. He knew the story, the prophecy of the 400 years in Egypt. And he remembers the dream that he told his brethren. But in prison, when it seems like there's no hope of anything, he hangs on to the word of God and he trusts that word and he meditates. And he begins to realize Maybe God's going to use him as a deliverer. And that's the purpose for his brethren bowing. You see, all that time in the prison, all the way that he was mistreated and mishandled, God knew about it. And he had a purpose in those events. God has a purpose when he allows those things that we call bad things to happen in our life. He has a purpose in allowing them that he might carry out the promises for our life. And I don't always know what the bad things are, why they happen, or why God allows it. But God does. Mine is to have faith, to keep on keeping on doing what God would have me to do, regardless of the bad things, regardless of the circumstances. And this is what happened with Joseph. Joseph desires a land that is fairer than day. And he knows that God will take them back to the land of Israel. And so as this leader, he commands to take his bones with them and bury them in the land with his fathers instead of staying in the rich tombs of Egypt. His faith performed based on the promises of God. Oh, Joseph, he's poor in spirit, but he's rich in faith. You know, the Bible talks about a crown of righteousness for those who witness. He also talks about a crown of life for those that endure the troubles of this life, the crown of righteousness for those that fight the good fight and finish the course, kind of the crown of life for those who go through trials and temptations and stay with it, the crown of rejoicing for those that win lost souls, and on we could go with the study of the crowns. But I'm pointing that out, is that in faith you do those things when to everybody else and maybe even to yourself, you begin to wonder, should I really do it? Is the persecution or the trials or the troubles Worth it. Can you imagine Joseph in that 
prison. His feet hurt by fetters. He would limp the rest of his life, wondering if it was worth it. But he maintains the faith, and God brings a great victory. Now we want to move on to verses 23 through 29, and we look at the performance of faith in the events of Moses' life. So let's look at verse 23 first. And there it says, By faith, Moses, when he was born, was hid three months of his parents because they saw he was a proper child, and they were not afraid of the king's commandment. Now, this shows us the performance of faith in the life of the parents of Moses, that is, Amram and Jochebed. Now, it is no light thing to defy the royal decree of Pharaoh. He was the most powerful ruler on earth. But when the decrees of man are opposite the decrees of God, you always, always, always obey God. If the state says a young lady has to have an abortion, then rather than disobey God by committing the sin of murder, you flee from that and you hide from the state. And that's essentially what is happening here. Now, this couple is made of the stuff that makes martyrs. Their faith drove out their fear. Their eyes were on a greater king than Pharaoh. Killing babies. That's as cold as people who kill women and children and and older folks and non-military and police folks just out of their religion and they attack them and they do these atrocious things because they lack the courage to go up to those armed policemen, those armed military men and attack them openly instead of by subterfuge, instead of cowardly. And so many religions, they'll get out there and they'll actually teach They're people to be suicide bombers and things of that nature. And that's really, that is really something that is born out of cowardice. You know, Christianity, I don't want anybody that's a Christian to blow up an abortion clinic, to shoot all the homosexuals that they can. See, the weapons of our warfare, Second Corinthians 10, 3 through 5, tells us that they're not carnal. We don't use carnal weapons. Our weapons are mighty. Our weapon is the gospel. It's the sword of the spirit. It's the helmet of salvation. And, and we're out not to be friends with the world. We're out to change the world. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. All things are passed away, and behold, all things can become new. That's why we share the gospel with the abortionist and God can save them from those terrible sins that they commit them no more. God can change a homosexual back to what God had created them to be 
in this heterosexual way in life. God can save them from those things and give them a new life. And what a great God that we have that can do that. And he can free them from the chains of of drugs and alcohol and homosexuality and a host of other things that enslave people. And our God is able to do that. And so, faith is a great preservative against the sinful, slavish fear of man. Here is Amram and Jochebed. They allowed God to deal with that which was too great for them. What what really would Amram and Jochebed be compared to Pharaoh? They were just average citizens of Israel. They were just really a husband and wife of the children of Israel. They They really didn't have a big leadership role of, of the country, of, of the people. This is your radio pastor, Pastor Andy Bloom, saying, May the word of God be a lamp unto your feet and a light unto your pathway today. We want to thank you for listening to the Lamp and Light broadcast. If you would like a CD copy of today's message by Dr. Bloom, send us your name, mailing address, and include the radio station by which you are listening and the date of the broadcast. We would appreciate a gift of $5 to Lamp and Light Broadcast, 1714 Southeast 36th Avenue, Ocala, Florida, 34471. You may also visit us on the website and freely download the sermons by clicking on the Sermon Library. That website is www.centralbaptistocala.org. Again, The address for the Lamp and Light broadcast is 1714 Southeast 36th Avenue, O-C-A-L-A, Florida, 34471. And again, our website is www.centralbaptistocala.org. This is your announcer, Gary Neron, saying, May God's peace be with all that are in Christ Jesus. My feet on its firm foundation for the Bible stands. I will plant my